ESPN1420N.com, Acadiana's original sports radio station. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. They head into the final furlong. All of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Welcome in on a Thursday. I am awaiting the arrival of Trollmaster Norman Locke. He is uh, not in studio yet. Not a surprise. He should be here any minute, though, and uh, we got a lot to dig into. <sighs> Little Saints news for you to kick things off. Will Lutz, the kicker, who they paid a lot of money to. No, no, they didn't release him. They didn't cut him. No, they restructured his contract because that's what the Saints do. 26 years old and uh, restructure his deal and free up some cap space. Let's, you know, didn't have the the best best of seasons last year by his standards. Later in the year, it was was pretty nerve-wracking when he got up there. But this restructure today has nothing to do with it. You know, there's been a lot of restructuring with the Saints, a lot of uh, self-proclaimed cap gurus saying they were going to cut a ton of players. Well, they've cut a few, Nick Easton, Josh Hill, and Jared Cook. The only one of those three that's a surprise thus far is Josh Hill. You know, when Sean Payton went to tell Josh Hill that they were letting him go, it was probably like the end of Old Yeller when the poor kid has to go to the the back shed and see old yeller with rabies and put him down. You know that wasn't easy. That was a Josh look at the flowers moment type of conversation. I mean, the dude loves Josh Hill. And I feel like there's two extremes when it comes to the Saints between the uh, self-gurus that don't know a ton about how it all works and then your Saints stand who think the Saints will still be able to do whatever the hell they want. And the reality is it's somewhere in between. Oh my God, there's 60 million over the cap. They're going to have to cut everybody. No, that's not how it works. They can't sign anyone. That's not how it works. But on the flip side, you got Saints fans out there saying no one knows what they're talking about. They'll find a way. Mickey can do whatever he wants. And that's also not true. Hence the release of a number of players. But we deal with extremes so often. I try to be a realist. Unlike that guy right there, Norman Locke. Are you wearing a jersey on top of a of a hoodie? Yes, it's the spite linen. I tried to tell him this wasn't a good fashion statement, and I had to show him that is not a good fashion statement. You're wearing a uh well, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a Zion jersey. It's nice, unless that's an old retro Tyreek jersey. Oh, no, I no, doubt it. You doubt it. You doubt it. <laughs> it's a Zion one. Yes. See, I, 
I just have the regular hoodie that's got it all in one. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad look? No, no. And I, I, I try to let him understand that wearing a basketball jersey with a hoodie under it, I understand it's something that people do in the cold, but it's not a good look. Right, we're gonna, we, 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 we put we, the poll up on ESPN uh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. And, and he's losing, and I had to show him by me wearing it. We're going we're gonna to revisit this topic in a little while. <laughs> We're going to revisit this topic in a little while. All right. I know it's not going to work, but I'm, I have to preface stuff with you and say trolling aside. Trolling aside, what is your general assessment of the Saints salary cap situation? Mickey Loomis is a wizard. I, I, I mean, that's trolling aside. That's just facts. Mickey, what Mickey Loomis does in that room with the calculators and the pencils it's unheard of. I don't know. He uses a pencil. He uses a pencil on it because <laughs> it's like he balances oh, the checkbook with a pencil and eraser. He, because he sits there, he's like, "Oh, you, oh, the cap hits five mil for you." <laughs> scratch, 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 scratch. Out of there. Three mil. I think. I think there's so there's like two extremes. I find now he is crafty. Okay, you're right. Um, there are two extremes. There's one extreme of of folks, you know, and I and 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 I hate to to be that guy, but I think a lot of your national pundits are like, Saints can't do anything. They're this much over the cap. But they've been saying it for years, and then as soon as they cut a few players, only one of which so far was a surprise to me. Jared Cook? Uh, no, no. I expected Cook and Easton. I was surprised they cut Josh Hill, actually. Okay. But Sean Payton just loves him. But Cook was one where you could say you could see early on in the process. Now, look, if they were not well over the cap, maybe they wouldn't have cut Cook. I have no idea. But there, there is a reality to their salary cap situation, and that is, aside from the restructuring of deals, there are cuts that are going to have to be made. And if they can't trade Malcolm Brown, it'll probably be another one. So this idea that they can just do whatever they want isn't true. And there are some Saint stands out there that get in the mentions of any of these national guys that are like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But some of them don't because they suggest that the Saints, there's no way they could do this. There's no way they can do that. And... Bear in mind, they're in this cap situation, one, because he just, you know, continues to put cost on future years and just, yeah, we'll, we'll worry about the credit card bill later. You know, let's just let's let's, let's put a hold on that. We'll just worry about it next year or the year after that. He um, he also just there, there's a reality on both sides. It's probably somewhere in the middle, but they went into. The last season that ended when the off season began for 2020 which was in, uh, I guess, around this time a year ago, they didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. this pandemic yeah. two, three years from now. When they're with, So they're also dealing with the confines of the cap being much lower than they thought. So when they cut a few people, it's like, I, I love the guys that run out there. They're like, see, I told you the Saints can't do anything. It's like, you're all in a rush to win. Let's just call it what it is. They're way over the cap. Loomis will find a way to get what he needs. They will have to make some cuts they don't want to make, but not nearly as much as everyone says. I mean, that's well, the reality, right? We, we, not as much as everyone says dealing with cuts. Right, right. Like, well, like they're going to have to cut this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy, from, and they can't do anything. From the sources that I have, um, one of my frat brothers who's an NFL agent, when the league year opens officially, he says it's a lot of players are going to get and, I mean, yearly, I mean, that happens. So, I mean, it's not nothing new. But he said this year a lot of teams, even if you got new contracts, he said players aren't going <laughs> to – players are leaving. Well, how about, you You know, uh, Van Noy in Miami just signed that huge deal and 
show the doors. No, to your point, more players will get cut this year because of the salary cap being lower than what teams expected. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying, every team's dealing with that, not just the Saints. Correct. Now, Correct. it's a little more difficult for the Saints because they're already over the cap, but it's like, oh, well, now they have to deal with it in this regard. Well, it's, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of, a, of every an analogy. Team, like Every team is going to have to deal with yeah. it in, in some regard, and players like we just saw J.J. Watt have to leave the, the Houston, Texas Von Miller, there's rumors that Von Miller will have to leave the Denver Broncos and be a cap casualty. Sometimes this season, some of your lifelong favorites for your teams aren't going to make it. I um, I actually, JJ, JJ just went to the team that paid him the most money, and I respect that. Yeah, and I mean... Like, like this idea of, oh, he's going to play with his brothers, he's going to take less. It's like, guys has a chance to make over 30 mil more um, say what you want. They can say, oh, the Cardinals this. The, no, he did it because they offered him the most money, and I have no problems with that. Yeah, he came out like, oh, I text Colin Murray. I believe in you. That's why I came here. No, no, yeah, no, dude, no, no. Don't no, even no. lie. No, yeah, stop it, JJ. Like, stop it. Stop the cap. No, you did not go to the hardest division in the NFC. Say to- nice things, <laughs> but like, but also just, just, just be real about it, man. Yeah, like, no, stop it. You went to the... The third best team, arguably, in the NFC West. I think. I think next year they'll be fourth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, you, unless you Russell know, Wilson leaves, and and you and, and that's arguing. Like, we can argue about the third or the fourth seat <laughs> in the division because it's not one or it's two. It's loaded, man. It's just loaded. And and I again, I I maintain. I don't think he's worth that much money, but someone wants to pay it for him. Go get it, man. And go and get it. Also, you see why Russell Wilson wants to leave. It keep adding pass rushes in at him to see West. Man, you got to run from Chandler, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, the 49ers defensive line. You just you you running for six games. I a think year. he. Uh, I, I I think I think it, I think just he and Pete Carroll don't like each other though. Pete Carroll's old, I, and I, I'm, I'm gonna keep saying. I, I mean, well, nothing against what, old what people. See, I, 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 I had Jeez. To <laughs> no, look, he's set. He's seventy, but like, I do think there are players on the team that love Pete Carroll. I mean, obviously, he's been there long enough. If players didn't like him, I don't think he would last that long. But there is some beef between him and. Russ. What's funny is we talked last Thursday. It was like thirty minutes after you got off the air that these. These uh, that that I guess it was the article in the Athletic that dropped, yeah. and then it was like, oh, so here is where that long PR campaign to try to get up Seattle. Here is here is the big little bomb they're dropping right here, and it's all about see with Watson, it's well documented. So to gain public favor, he doesn't really have to do anything. The Texans just did it to themselves, yeah. and so. While some fans are upset or, or, or whatever, it's kind of like, yeah, but, I mean, can you blame them? With Russ, bro, you, you've been you've, you've never had a losing record there. Never. You've made all this money. The city will do anything for you. Like, how, how can you try to get out of this situation and not take the most hits publicly in terms of your perception? Walter Payton, man of the year. Let's start this long PR get PR game campaign to make it seem like it's only about football and winning. It's like you are winning, <laughs> so let's let's throw a couple of hooks out there during Super Bowl week to the media, see if anyone bites. Well, you know, I think players should have get this or players should get that, knowing full well no team is going to let a player sit in the scouting room and say no. let's draft this guy. Yeah. 
But if Russ is like, I think certain players do it, and when they give it this, and I think, you know, I'd like to have more protection, I'd like this, but that athletic article, you know, drops some nuggets about kind of that schism between him and Carroll. And then, of course, Saints fans freaked out because the Saints were mentioned more than once as a team he would – it's not it I'm good. Our relationship is great. It's not on the rocks, but if you want to break up, I I I got all these got all these people on standby that want to date me. Yeah, and and my grips with that article and and those comments is why you just everybody just likes to throw the Cowboys name in there for big free agents for some odd reasons. I like think with he has JJ a better with, shot to go to Dallas than New Orleans. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then uh, the, like we was talking about the national media, you know, they get up there and they, oh, you know, Cowboys would be a, a perfect destination. Just ship Seattle Ezekiel Elliott and they'll be happy. I'm like, that would be a terrible trade. Like, what are y'all talking about? Well, they would have to include, they would have to sign Dak to the franchise tag. I think Seattle would have to want Dak to be Russell's replacement. And then once you make him part of the trade, because then the salaries equal up, then you give Dak his extension and essentially... And you have to give him other stuff. But I think they would have to want Dak. I think they'd have to be comfortable with Dak being the quarterback if and they were going to trade Russell to Dallas. And and then be okay with paying $90 more million dollars to Ezekiel Hey, you know how much. Yeah, that, see, that's, you see know, and that's why I'm like. You know how much Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, though. You know how much he loves to run the ball. But it's like, are you going to pay this and this? And, and that's why I was just. With, he loves with to people, hand the ball off, man. With people. When these speculation with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, I'm deading all of it. Norman Locke is deading all of it for this season because the trade for what Russell Wilson would commend on the market would be similar to Deshaun Watson. And the teams that he's listed that he would want to go to, I don't see those teams having the best offer for Seattle Seahawks. It just doesn't make sense. So it's it's just hoopla it is, for this season. It, it, the no trade clause is is noteworthy in this because if he didn't have a no trade clause, I mean, I think they could get an, a ridiculous offer from someone that right. they could be like, okay, this is a godfather offer. But Wilson's not. I mean, I love how the first report out there was like maybe the Jets, and the second report was like, no, not the Jets. Like it 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 listed Dallas, the Saints, the Raiders, and um. One other team, I can't think of off the top of my head, but that was the three best. Those were the one, but Chicago, yeah, that's what it was, Chicago. Which in my mind, they just threw that out there because they knew that Ryan Pace, the GM of Chicago, would just offer an insane. He's been trying to get a quarterback. He would, yeah, he would. He basically just give him his social security number, his address, <laughs> his full name, his great grandmother's maiden name. He gave him all of that and like eight first round picks. Um, and then, you know, Russ could be like, you know, I changed mind. I don't want to go to Chicago, but then reports are out there of look, look how valuable Russell Wilson is in the league. And I, maybe it's all just this long game to get more money, whatever it is. I think throwing Chicago in there was more by design than anything else. Yeah. Because if you're a quarter, if you're Russell Wilson, do you think going to Chicago is going to be the best setup for your career in terms of all four of those teams, where do you think he personally would have the most success? Where would you put the Bears on that list? It's hard because I would say if he was to go to the New Orleans Saints, he'd have immediate success. But I feel like if he was to go to Chicago and win even a little bit, he would be heralded as the greatest thing to come to Chicago in 
30, 40 years. I think, but I, I don't think Sierra and he realize that they, they don't practice like in, in nothing is actually in Chicago. That yeah, it's all yet. like just on this really cold like lake area that's freezing all the time. And then plus we know the history of Bears quarterback storm. If he were to go to Chicago to like he probably, number one. He would no, he would no, he would probably get in a car accident like the oh, first yeah, week there gosh. and just never play. Oh man, Scott. The best quarterback <laughs> in Bears history is Sid Luckman. The second best is Jay Cutler. I'm putting Jay Cutler one. Either either Eric Kramer or somebody on Twitter had fourth best quarterback. Russell Wilson said he might play there one day. Like that was the fourth best in team history, followed by fifth Jim McMahon. Six Nick Foles. Uh it's Boy, 16 after the hour. Anyway, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. With, with the no trade clause, like you said, I just don't see Russell Wilson versus Deshaun Watson wanting to sit out a year and play hardball with the Seattle Seahawks. Well, yeah, Wilson, Wilson, I don't think Wilson in 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 it 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 really the only way it happens is if he and Carroll really are that much at odds. Because I think Pete Carroll's basically, and how much at odds? Like, you, do you think that Pete? I don't Carroll's know. We're going to find out. Kind of We're guy find that's out. like, is he fussing? Is he angry? Like, we have seen Bill Belichick pissed off. I could see Bill Belichick saying some vernaculars. I just don't see Pete Carroll cursing. Like, I just feel like Pete Carroll's like, hey, just you know, bring um, where's my where's my smoothie? No. <laughs> no. I mean, he looks good for seventy. I'll give him you that. Know what I'm bro. saying, I just don't. I, and then Russ. I've never seen Russ upset. Come and on, fired guys, let's up. go, let's yeah, go. Come saying. on, I can't see them both. Like, is but, it a passive aggressive it, it, anger it's, going on? Oh, Russell Wilson. Good morning. Is, good morning. Russell what is, Wilson. What's in your is, coffee? I got dark coffee. That guy's personality. <laughs> you can tell that he is one hundred percent a passive aggressive dude. One hundred percent. So you're you're thirty two years old. You're passive aggressive. You're fussing with a seventy year old. What kind of uh, what kind of arguments going on? What kind of upset? What, like what? well, no, but that's the thing. They you know you hold it in, you don't say anything, you get mad, and then finally you just you just blow up at some point. He's if gonna see if it's if it's if it's worse than what you think, then then it happens. If it's not as bad as in as as people or 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 that athletic article is making it out to be, he will absolutely be on the Seahawks next year. See what it is is. Russell is going to misplace Pete Carroll's Origel one day, and that's when the trade's going to happen. It's what? It's Origel. Origel? Mm-hmm. What is that? It's like for your teeth when your teeth are aching, or if you have like you know old people. You use, use this? I've used it when I have toothache. Origel? Oh, it, it's it works one. That guy's jaw. As much gum as he chews, Pete Carroll's teeth and jaw are probably just. Strong. He's got the teeth. teeth he's got the teeth and jaw of like a thirty-year-old in a seven-year-old's body. Yeah, it might just be some veneers. That's what I'm saying. It's probably, it's probably you know what I'm saying veneers. And once that Origel goes missing, anybody who's had a tooth problem know that Origel is the truth. That's like that's like super super aspirin for your mouth. <laughs> ESPN fourteen twenty Rage Occasion football schedule officially released now. Mm. You we saw, already you saw who ain't on it. Yeah, but we already knew that. I think we just, all we learned the other day, I say we. I mean, a lot of folks didn't know who was going to be on the schedule. All, all, all some of us learned the other day is when they were playing certain games and the fact that they had three midweek games. Some folks were upset, but whatever. When you win a lot and you play in a G5, you can be on midweek because you can be on national TV. And when you finish 15th in the country, that's going to happen. Um, but Coastal Carolina is not on it, and there was some speculation that the Sun Belt was going to try to, like, you know, do some 
moving and shaking and make that happen. I said, what 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 do you th- <laughs> you think Keith Gill's going to do anything no. out of the ordinary? No, because it's first of all, and and I I, I give that guy a hard time. I don't even blame him. You're not going to change the schedule that's already been planned in terms of the rotational basis and give special treatment, even though the argument is obvious, hey, it would be really good for the league. It's not going to happen. No, it would be better for the league, and that's what they're thinking, if both teams go undefeated and meet in oh, the well, Sunbelt yeah. Championship. Yeah. That's, that's, I feel like that's why when look, I when I went to go look at the Coastal, Coastal Carolina Coastal's schedule. Coastal's not going undefeated next year. Undefeated in conference. And, and I, and undefeated the, in conference. Okay, now in the conference. Ca- I'm sorry. The Cajuns, I don't that. think we'll go undefeated. Now they might go undefeated in conference. In conference. Absolutely. It's, I, I, and that's what I went looked at their schedule, and I and I once I I looked at everyone in the Sun Belt schedule. I said, okay, maybe this is what the powers that be wanted. The rematch in the Sun Belt Championship for the undisputed, <laughs> the undisputed two time Sun Belt Championship belt. I think that's what they wanted. I think that's what, you know, we want. But for both teams, like you say, if, if both teams go undefeated, though, total season schedule, oh, it's going to be a showdown. It'll probably be UL and App State in the conference championship game. Like, I'm with you, all man. of this anger and animosity the Cajuns have toward Coastal Carolina, by the time they finally get to play, it's I'm not going to say it's going to be subsided, but, like, there's going to be a lot of players on both teams that are like, I – I don't even know what's going on here. I don't just know. Just check my Twitter feed. I'm gonna get them fired up. I don't know. I get them fired up. I don't know. Everyone's the, so mad. I'm gonna put the bullet to board up. It won't even be mullets anymore. They'll have moved on to yeah, some yeah, other kind of hairstyle. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. Every football season, they have some niche. And I, I've said this always. It's always a new dance that kind of starts getting traction in that mid July August. Some new little niche in hey. college football. That gets a little traction come September, and then it rides out the entire season. I, I thought of you the other morning. I was interviewing Gary Broadhead, head coach of the conference champion, Rage Cajun Let women's basketball known. team. The one seed in the uh, conference tournament. They'll be playing Saturday and with a win Sunday and with a win one thirty. And if they are playing Monday, and I expect them to, probably against Troy for a, a ticket to the dance, that'll, that'll air right here on 1420. I asked them about... Dancing because you know I've talked to Gary on my you know kind of music legs like I just <laughs> give me a margarita and I listen to some Garth Brooks and <laughs> margarita and Garth Brooks. yeah he's like I mean he, I, I love Gary he's himself he's like you know I, that's that's how I like to relax and then I like broke out the first lyric of a Garth song he's like all right we're not doing karaoke this was like <laughs> this was like two months ago right and uh, but he laughed so there's been some video of him dancing a little bit. And after they won the, the conference championship at the Cajun Dome on Senior Day Saturday, you saw him and other members of the staff dancing like, and he was just kind of doing like the, the, the he's just the moving his arms back and forth, kind of, kind of. So, and I think it was Ty Doucette told us, um, or maybe it was Jamira Mathis, one of them's like, oh, we, we've been, we've been getting him to dance. Like, we've been getting him to dance like the last couple of games. So I asked him about that and he's like, oh man, he's like, there's this, this dance in New Orleans that everyone's doing that they've been trying to teach me, so I've been working on it. Oh. I was like, the gritty. He's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's like, so he's like, he's like, if we if we win the tournament, he's like, I'll I'll do it. And I, I was like, need it. I was like, coach, I need I need to I need to see this. He's like, I've been working on it. I mean, I, I'll you know. Listen, Scott. <laughs> I would drive to Pensacola to get oh, cell phone. You know they're footage. gonna. You know they're gonna have. You know Doug Gomez gonna be there filming that. That's gonna be. I. Gosh. I it's like that. I want him to win because I want him. I, I like 
the staff, I like the team, and, and I want I think it would be great for them. I think it would be great for the program and great for the school. So that's the obvious number yeah, one fact. reason I want them to win. The second reason is because I want to see Gary Broadhead do the gritty. I have to see Gary Broadhead do the gritty. That will make my year. That will make the entire program's year. With the with yeah. a win, I think that was just that's the Cinderella. That's Cinderella getting that shoe back for me. <laughs> you get the championship and you get a gritty. Man, I need it to happen. See, you just made my morning. You started my week off right. <laughs> I need I need gritty. to learn it. I need to, I can do the gritty. I mean, I at least have rhythm. Uh, John ja Morant, I think, has the best gritty in the NBA. He he's he's been doing it. And who's, I, who's got who's had the worst? What's the worst gritty you've seen? There's been some that, bad that ones. right there. You remember? You remember that show? Who wants to be a millionaire? Yes, I love that show. I really <laughs> want to be on that they, show as a kid. I, that show. I didn't watch it much. I just remember every time I watched it, the British woman would ask some, or or Regis rather would ask some tough question, and every single time it would just you know the lights are on and the and the uh, the contestant just goes. That's what you just did when I asked you who's done the worst gritty. It's been some bad gritty. Sounds like you need to phone a friend some, to find out. It's been some horrible. My, see, mine was really bad. I had to work on it. I, you know, my hips weren't dipped enough. You know, my knees weren't bent enough. My I've never even done Dude, I've never even tried it. I bet I could do it first time. See, and I thought that too. And you, if it's you got to be well balanced or you're going to look like a little penguin. You know what I'm saying? It's the penguin walk. The, that's why it's like <laughs> I've seen some bad ones. And it's it's high-caliber athletes on college teams, collegiate teams, that do it is kind of like their leg gets stuck and it's kind of like a one leg bouncing up and down. And it looks really bad. And it's, <laughs> and it's it, I'm going to put it out. It's mostly hey. Texas athletes. I, I think I want to uh, say it was some at, SMU football players. I think I saw the video. It, it's it's athletes. It was, disgra- it was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. It was it's disgraceful. like your one leg bouncing up and down. It's just one leg. And, you know, Gritty, uh, he would he will tell you, I need to. I need to. You need to work on. Oh it. yeah, that, that's a, not he, the gritty. He made the dance. He, you know, he would. He will if you because everybody's gonna now. It's like he has his, his own uh, TikTok page that reposts all everyone that does it. And if it's bad, I even saw like a five hundred pound kid do a, a, a great gritty. Five hundred pounds. Yeah, he he he's no shy. He, he looks like he was no, not under five hundred pounds. He was he was really big. Did you see after he was done? Was like, where did the video just cut off? Oh no, he it was a good like six second long. He got a sack. Good for him. And then he oh, hit wait, a wait, wait. So it was it was someone playing in a game. Yeah, okay, he was no, five hundred pounds. No, no, no way. No, no, he was. Scott, no way. Scott. No, he had a five hundred pound defensive end. It, the five hundred pound tackle. defensive t- man. He was the defensive line. Five hundred. Come on now. Yes. yes. You see, uh, C.J. Willis, the uh, the sophomore, do everything baseball player for the Cajuns. Saw, saw a little video of him doing the gritty. I he saw that it. too. I he saw that it. too. I saw uh, LSU it. softball hit the gritty in the game. Uh, so it's it's now it's taking the diamond. I've seen it on the hockey, the ice. Well, how can you bounce on skates? Well, he didn't. It was it was a photo shoot before. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It, no, it was not. You started <laughs> bouncing on one skate. <laughs> then you should be an ice skater, not a hockey player. That would be really impressive. So I think it's completely taken over. I, the last place I haven't saw it is the MLB. But season is about to open up. Oh, it'll happen. That's the only place I need. I it'll need the happen. home run, bat flip, gritty to first base. I think that would make me watch baseball. I watched the entire MLB season, all 182 games, if that's how many it is. If I can get any baseball player to get a bat flip, home run, gritty to first base, it probably will break out in a fight. 
don't that happen in baseball? Like if I bat flip and I gritty? Um, yes. One hundred percent. Who's nobody gonna rush them? Now, if you hit a walk off, you hit a walk off. No, no one's getting in a fight after a walk off. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you hit a walk off. Everyone yeah, else is the 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 losing team is walking off the field. So when you round third, and your teammates on. are waiting for you, that actually is the moment to do it because. At that point, no one's going to be like, "Oh, you're doing it to our face," because they've already left the field. They're crying in the so, corner. So, like, it's it's that's that's when it's got to happen. See, and then I, somebody comes and does the gritty across home plate for the I win. It. I need it. See, that's why I could play baseball. Home, a walk off home run, it's on. I need this. See, uh, I need the celebratory, minimal, in your face moments. So it's like I saw one tweet on on the internet. It's like a kid could be in high school basketball. A kid could be one for eight, and then he makes that second bucket. He's gonna scream and one, and then call his opponent too small. But it's like you're you two for eight, bro. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. So in baseball, it's like I can be zero for three at all the pitches. Uh, going up to bat, I could be 0 for 3. That four times, Scott, I make it to first base, I might do Dance Dance Revolution on first base. Uh, speaking of baseball, tough loss last night for the Cajuns. It was an entertaining basket, ba- baseball game if you had no dog in the hunt. But um, but Deggs was was not happy after that one, man. He's a competitor. The team's competitors. They lose 4-3 to three against McNeese. They're now 7-3 and three on the season. Uh, just they, they had that one bad inning. And uh, four runs in the bottom of the six for McNeese. They won it four to three. You have that one bad inning, and uh, they scored more in one inning than the Cajuns scored for the game. And that was the difference. 17 position players got in last night. Uh, and now Cajuns will get ready for Houston Baptist this weekend. Will they will, by the time you get to Sunday, they will have played 13 games in 17 days. So being seven and three overall, big picture wise, uh, and I think this team has shown with the exception of one game against LSU, who's a really good team. Um, they bounce back within games, and, he, and then after a loss, they've bounced back in the next game, whether it be the opener to Tulane, the loss to LSU, or this one last night. I expect them to bounce back on Friday night against Houston Baptist, expecting a Cajun win. Uh, this is a scrappy team. Last night aside, um, they, they got a good thing going. And the softball team was also in Lake Charles last night, and they got a one-run win. Five to four over McNeese as they continue a very, very busy week. And they've got Baylor today. Was uh, supposed to be playing Baylor at the beginning of the season. Then it got pushed back. It was a doubleheader. Now it's a single game tonight at six at Lamson Park, pregame at 545. 30 minutes after the hour. It's the bottom of the hour. We take a quick timeout. We come back. Norm is going to tell me why I'm wrong about something. I'll coach him up as to why I'm right. <laughs> coach Scott. We'll talk some more about the uh, the Saints and the NFL offseason and uh, how it is now. It hasn't even, quote, officially begun. If you want to talk about when <clears throat> the league year officially begins, and yet you've had all these storylines. Pels can be fun to watch at times, but they're still going to Pels, and that was the case last night. Zion was really upset with all the missed free throws he had. Did something after the game last night he hasn't done yet as a pro. We'll tell you about that and more. It's all coming your way next right here on The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott. That's Norman Locke at CSPN 1420.com. Six seven one. 
app, Bobap, Fanana, Fana, Fofap, Me, My, Moab. Go get our app in the App Store. ESPN 1420. What's up, sports fans? It's your boy Lonzo Ball, New Orleans Pelicans, and you're listening to The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. <sighs> Shout out to the best stop. Just got some uh, breakfast in the lobby from them. Norm's got a boudin biscuit. Yes, I do. I got a little chicken biscuit right here, which is okay. new. Okay. Checking it out. Okay, see, Both me, delicious. I need those reviews after that. I've, I've, I've always had the boudin biscuit. But I need I your reviews on the chicken biscuit. Uh, take it one bite. So far, so good. There we go. There we go. It's not Friday, so I'm going to enjoy it. There we go. There we go. Um, Pelicans get a Pelican, right? Last night was the Pelicans, as you would expect. They have uh, a great win, and they followed up with a loss to a bad team. And Zion was – they missed a lot of free throws last night, the whole team. They end up losing the game by four, and they try to flip the switch in the fourth quarter. They make a comeback. Too little, too late. Brandon Ingram admitted his energy was off to start. He's like, I got to be better, and the team kind of feeds off my energy. I don't know if we're looking to the break, but it was bad. It, for sure, looking to the break. And Zion, he went on the court afterwards, usually meets with the media shortly after, went back on the court for about 50 minutes and just kept shooting shots until he didn't miss one really upset with it but I like what Stan Van Gunny said after it's like he essentially said and I quoted it exactly nor but what he essentially said was cool that's great that these guys are upset they miss shots but I want them to be as upset about their defense we gave up 128 points you know it seems like guys are upset when they miss shots in big moments and not as upset when their defense is lacking he's like give up 128 points like that's what we need to be PO'd about um, and, you know, the Pelicans being Pelicans, they might go out tonight after an exhausting game last night and, and beat the Heat because it's just – it is the sign of an inconsistent team. Zion is still a blast to watch. While the team is frustrating at times, um, I find myself just trying to enjoy the guy who wears that jersey you're wearing over a hoodie right now. And you want to discuss this? Yeah. I mean, last night's game was – had they won by 20, I think people would be excited. I don't think it would be a surprise. They lost to the Bulls, who have a, Twice. you know. This is the second and, time. And, and who have a better record than they do, by the way. People look down on the Bulls like, they got a better record than the yeah, Bell. I, I, but it also didn't surprise anyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, nothing, nothing. That's the thing about the Pelicans. They can do very little at this point. They now play 35 games in a, in a 72-game season, almost half a schedule. They haven't really done anything. There's nothing. What what could they do in a game that would surprise you? Is my question. That would surprise me. Is there anything? <clears throat> Lonzo scoring twenty points without making a three pointer. That would surprise. Okay. Me. Well, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that was that would surprise me. But from what I watched, I went into the game knowing 
hoping the Pelicans will win, but knowing they will lose. The first matchup against the Bulls, I sat and I watched Zach Levine get on fire and we not have an answer for him defensively on the Pelicans team. People can say, oh, Alonzo plays defense. Oh, we got bodies to throw at him. He destroyed the Pelicans in the first game. Dropped 46 points, I want to say. Had like 10 threes or some some stupid like that. Come second game, yesterday I told Lennon, I said, Lennon, Zach Levine is on a tear of the whole entire NBA. And the Pelicans don't have an answer. We got Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball wasn't even primarily matched up on him the entire game. And Eric Blitzer was getting killed on a pick and roll every possession. I forgot who was the broadcaster, play-by-play. All he kept saying the entire game was pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. And I'm like, bro, if he can see it and scream it out, I know Stan on the court screaming and saying it out. How does Eric Blitzer not be able to stop it? Ball, Mr. Defensive Player, clicking his head like which on them, and then I, again they, they had no answer. Like their, just, their communication is bad. They beat the team with the best record in the league one night, and they lose to the Bulls the next, who aren't horrendous. I think, but the East isn't great. They got a better. The Bulls have a better Zach record. Zach Levine is a better player than anyone that's on that Jazz team. One on one, it was to me watching that game. It was Zach Levine versus the Pelicans. And he was just it's pick and roll, and it's it's literally just him. He was dominating the entire game. When I watched the Jazz, man, Donovan Mitchell wasn't he ain't, he ain't built like that. And you know Rudy Gobert ain't about to score 40, 30 points. So they really had nobody on that team who can take the game over themselves to beat the Pelicans. I watched Zach Levine just do it every possession. They got, and the, heat. A, they got the heat tonight. <sighs> um Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, they're day-to-day. If they don't play and the Pels lose, even though it's a back-to-back or whatever, I mean, just not not the way you want to go into the All-Star break, man. Not the way you want to go into the All-Star break. The Heat are, are you know, they they don't even have as good a record as Miami. Like, they're, they're a game below 500 in the East right now. You think Heat, oh, they were in the playoffs last year. They're dealing with injuries. They need a win tonight. They don't play again for another week after tonight. Going into the break, the Pels, Pels need to take care of business tonight. By the way, they are a betting three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, if they don't play, um, the, the Pelicans should easily beat the Heat. But like you said, it's just— I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll easily beat anybody. Let's be real. If they don't play, if Jimmy Butler and Bam Bottle don't play. Gotcha. But um, I just—with this Pelicans game right before All-Star break, I wouldn't put too much stock into it. With any games going on today before All-Star break, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. I wouldn't put too much stock in the games all this week other than that that Sixers game, which was awesome to watch yesterday. Uh, the, the, the Nets game, that was the day before, that was pretty good to watch. In a season where you've been secluded, when you're on the road, you can't even you can't even go to your teammate's hotel room, much no. less out in the city. Um, you have to wake up early even on your off day because of COVID testing. Yes, they make millions of dollars. I, I know they wouldn't trade it. I'm not – I'm not saying these things for you to feel sorry for him. I'm saying these things to emphasize Norm's point. Every player in the league that's not involved in All-Star Weekend has been looking to the week off. Yes. More so this year than any season. And how many days? They get the whole entire next week off? Well, they'll they'll probably they'll probably have to come back a day or two before it's their first game, but it'll be the longest break they all get all season yeah, by far. Nah, yeah, see, and they're they looking forward to that, and I hate to say it, but... <laughs> they looking forward to partying the All Star. We we keep saying weekend, it's day. 
Asadi. No, they well they have they don't they have a skills competition? It's and all a the dunk same contest, day. a three point contest. It's all the same day. They're doing that all day Sunday. Yeah, and see, and that's why um, today we're going we're going to get a little bit into it today about the three point competition. So Steph Curry's in the game, and the three point competition is happening at halftime. Are you picking Steph Curry to win the three point competition, even though he's playing? In the All Star game, that's uh, and that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, he won't. He'll, he'll be he'll be warmed up. He'll be he'll be warmed up, but would he be fatigued? Cause no, it's the All Star game, bro. <laughs> they don't play defense. He'll be he will be fresh as how can many, be. How many balls they shoot during during three point guys? That is thirty. Um, it's five twenty five. Twenty five. So that's twenty five shots three times if you make it to the final. He's that arm gonna be tight. He ain't shooting that many shots in the game, Scott. You can hear Sunday's NBA All-Star game uh, right here on ESPN 1420, Sunday evening. Busy weekend in sports. Um, uh, ironically, tomorrow night there's only one scheduled game, and that's Cajun baseball. But once basketball gets going and everything else, we got a very, very busy weekend for you on these airwaves. And a lot of it will depend on on how far the uh, <clears throat> the teams get. Uh, Cajun men got the 2C. They got the bye. Of course, Rage Cage women's team. The one seed, they got the bye as well. They'll both play on Saturday. Cajun softball, doubleheader at Memphis Saturday, single game Sunday uh, at Memphis. And the baseball team hosting Houston Baptist Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Quarter to eight. So Norm is wearing a uh, Zion Williamson jersey over a a zipped-up hoodie. And Lynn, who comes on with you, Thinks that's a, a good look. Yes, and he had he had a similar look to this two days ago, and that's what sparked the conversation on yesterday. I think the only time, and I think whether you do it with, you don't need to do it with hockey jerseys because they're huge. But if you did that with a football jersey or a basketball jersey, I think it is acceptable if it's if it's game day. Like if you if you when you see like an Eagles when you see an Eagles game late in the season and it's freezing, like everyone in the stands is wearing the jersey over Thank the hoodie, you. and that's Thank fine. You. Thank you. Now, if you're just walking around, you know, Lafayette on a, on Thank a, on a you. Thursday and going to you know get something at Best Stop and buy some boudin, you don't need the jersey on top of the hoodie. Thank just you. just wear the hoodie. And I and I and I was telling that, and he's like, no. We're talking fashion for the fans, and I <laughs> and I say, well, Lennon, fashion for the fans. I would have to say, if I'm wearing a hoodie, I'm putting a football jersey on, on top of it. Then second, I mean, obviously hockey jerseys, like you say, oversized. So I'm not even going to include hockey jerseys, but football jersey first, because I told him, I said, when the last time you've been to a Saints game, uh, you know, late in the season, Saints game, even in the dome. You're going to see black hoodies with the gold jerseys. You're going to see white jerseys with the black hoodies. Uh, and I'm like, you know, basketball season, you're not going to see people walking around with hoodies and jerseys in the st- in the in the arenas anyway. And post basketball season, you're not going to watch that. I mean, not going to wear that because it's the summer. But baseball jerseys, you see it a lot also. And you see people wear long sleeve shirts under their baseball jerseys that might match, respectively. It, it, it's weird because a, a legit baseball jersey, you're, you've got the your buddy, you got the buttons. I mean, if you're getting a legit one hundred percent, you're buttoning up with with a football basketball. You're just throwing it on top of the hoodie. Yeah, and I, I tried to I tried to school him up, so I had to show him it doesn't look well. 
Okay. I had to show. Maybe he looks I like in the mirror. You're like, I had to put it on myself I had to, to put show it on him myself. that something doesn't look good. There's because he, he wore it the other day and you. he probably looked in the mirror and was like, you know what? I'm a handsome man. I got this Zion jersey on. I'm feeling good. No. <laughs> if you want to look good, just go to suit up. They'll take care of you. 3546 Ambassador Caffrey. I'm Scott. That's Norman. It's the Great Scott Show. If you're listening via the stream on the Listen Live player, whether it be on your app, your desktop, connected cars, and on smart speakers, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. ESPN1420.com. I think so much about like jersey wearing has to do with your age. It has to do with like Another question. It has to do with like the environment. It's it's a joke, and yet it's it's almost it's. How do I put this? The hipster random hipster. NBA jersey at a music festival <laughs> is like a whole fashion in and of itself. If you go to and I get that it's COVID, there had been a lot of music festivals. If you go to a music festival whether it be even Festival International locally or you go to Jazz Fest or you go to the one they have out in California, the name escapes me at the moment, that's huge every year. Coachella. Coachella. You go to Bonnaroo in Tennessee. You go to some place or you just go to a coffee shop in Brooklyn on any day of the week. Yeah. You'll see some hipster, hipster. wearing like a random... Larry Bird jersey. No, 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 no. no. Bird, Because Bird's like iconic. No, I mean like random like... Like a Rasheed Wallace, but like a Rasheed Wallace Hawks jersey, or like a Sean, like a like a like a just something Anthony Mason in a jersey of a team he he like was on for like a few minutes, you know, Paige Stoyakovich See? Pacers jersey. Like those are the things where you're gonna be like, wait, who's what is he wearing? And like, that brings that? me to the next question I had. I, I tried to get a criteria from Lennon, and he couldn't give me a criteria. So I'm gonna ask you, what makes a jersey, a throwback jersey. Is it when a player is retired, or when he? Uh, how long of a gap does it have to be to be considered a retro well, a jersey? So that, that's it's a great question. So here's a here's the here's the here's the timeline. He said that a Chris Paul Hornets jersey, throwback, but a Chris Paul OKC jersey isn't. I don't. I, I can't. I, I can't don't. I don't think. I don't think you should call something a throwback when someone is still playing. Okay. Thank you. All right. I mean, you can rock an old Chris Paul Hornets jersey. That's fine. I mean, I have old New Orleans Hornets right. gear. I'm trying to find an OKC If I have jersey. a New Orleans Hornets hat or shirt, we're coming up on, what, almost nine years now or eight years since they left New Orleans, or the name left New Orleans, rather. Um, I guess you're getting to the point where it's kind of a throwback. But people like they, they, these youngsters, they try to make a throwback like a year after. That's what like I'm if, saying. If Breeze retires... And I think he will. Don't know why I hadn't done it yet. If you wear a Breeze jersey to a Saints game next year, that's not a throwback. <laughs> now, you wear a Brooks or a Horn. You wear an Archie Manning. Now, that is that is a throwback. That's you don't funny. get to You don't get to wear it. Like I feel like for a, if, if, if it's a player that's iconic for your team, okay. like Marcus Colston's not an iconic football player, but for Saints fans, he's, yeah. he's got to be iconic. I think it's got to be, I think you got to give it like, and that's what you I'm can saying. truly say this is a throwback. It, so now this is the only rebuttal that he gave that kind of kind of made sense. I'm, I'm a little upset right now because we're agreeing on things, but but I can't help it. I does mean, it, 
What would Corey, how would you wear a LeBron Cavs jersey? Is that considered a throwback? No. See, and that's, see, that's the only stake that the he only gave LeBron me, me throwback is his high school jersey right now. And I wouldn't even call it a throwback. Like you said, I don't, I don't think LeBron, if it's an active which, player, it's not a throwback. You know what's also tough too? Like I guess an old MJ or Bird jersey, it is, it is a throwback. But there's something about like. I feel like a throwback has to be one you don't see all over the place. That's true. I mean, too. you see MJ jerseys in music videos; they're they're everywhere. Yes, yeah. And you see Larry Bird jerseys, like people still today wearing it a lot because when you're an iconic athlete, you never really. It has to be. I feel like the key to a good throwback is all right. He was good, or she was good, not like best of all time status or anything like that. But they were good, and. I don't really see that too often, and I just saw that, and it made me smile because I hadn't thought about that athlete in a while until I saw that jersey. You see an old MJ jersey, you probably thought about MJ like when you woke up. So it's like you don't get that feeling or that rush of nostalgia of like, oh, okay. Like you, if you if you th- if you see someone in an old John Starks Knicks jersey, not that, right, that right. maybe a Knicks fan, but you immediately start thinking of some old highlights, maybe his crazy right. dunk on MJ or when he blew a game or something. But it's bringing back some kind of nostalgia. You see an old MJ jersey. It's just it's sure MJ, you're thinking yeah. about the '96 Bulls and stuff, but yeah. you 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 probably thought about MJ that week. You hadn't thought about John Starks in like a year. Like and, that's and that's a good throwback. With to me. you, it's the names. With me, it's the colorways. It's okay if I see someone in a, a Lakers in the, the the blue jersey that the Lakers have. The, okay, that's a throwback. If I see someone in the pinstripe Pistons jersey, that's a throwback. Or the pinstripe Orlando Magic's jersey, that's a throwback. If I just see you with, but what if it's like a throwback with a current player because they wore it for one game in the season? That's like a like a like a uh, Mo Bamba. Sure, <laughs> like a Mo sure. Bamba like that's not that's jersey. not. It's it's gotta be. There's got to be some kind of authenticity to it all, too. All right, 269-1077, 269-1077. Let's head to the phone lines. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Good morning. How are you? So, a Nick Van Exel. There you go. Back. Then, hello? Oh, yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Van Exel, absolutely. So, that'll make me a hipster? <laughs> no, <laughs> not Van Exel. Van Exel wouldn't make you a hipster. Maybe like a... Well, uh, Sean Kemp. I have a Sean Kemp jersey. No, maybe like a Van Exel, like Memphis jersey or like Spurs jersey might make you a little bit of a hipster, but like a Van Exel Lakers jersey, I don't think is a is a hipster look. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't, no, your Kemp jersey is awesome. I, I've seen you wearing it, the old Sonics jersey. I don't know that that's the hipster, but that's definitely a good throwback. No. Uh, what about um, I have a um, Baron Davis Hornets jersey. Well, no, that's not a hipster, mm. but. Um, I guess you can call it. You know, it's it's a throwback. It's a throwback because yeah. there's no more Hornets. Baron and, Davis and is he, retired and played on the team in like 16 years, and he hadn't See, been in the league for. You a need few. a big three Baron Davis jersey. Big three. Oh, <laughs> dude! I almost bought the the Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf one like online. I saw it. I, I almost like, bought it too. That's a, that's in a, that's Miami. a good. That's a good jersey too. I almost bought it. I, it's a pretty Scott, jersey. Crazy. I almost but, bought Look, we all almost bought the big three one of him. It was too. I can't lie. It was too much. And I told myself, <laughs> I'm only gonna wear this like in my house at night when I'm sleeping. And my wife's gonna be like, "What are you wearing?" Like, I'm probably not gonna wear this. Why wear this to sleep? Right. Right. <laughs> like, so I was just like, I talked myself out of it. But I, dang it, I should have got. It. I should have got it. That thing was expensive. At the uh, festival, 
You can have one successful international. That's what you can have. That's what I'm going to do. I'll break it out every year. I'll, 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 I'll hit the weight room for like a day. Just to show your arms. Yeah, just for a day or two, I'll be sore. My wife's a trainer. She just give me a good workout. I'm like, look, I'm I'm breaking out the guns. They don't. They're not guns anymore. They're just they're, water guns. They're, yeah, that's what they are now. Back in the day, they were lethal. Now they're just. I gotta come on, fill it up with water. Wear the jersey. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't even know you were still there, man. I'm just rambling over here. I need to shut up. No, you good. Um, I found uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim Scott. I know you know who that. Oh yeah, I think man. Hopefully you know. He was he was good, man. He was one of the. I think yeah. in his era, you? No, no. He was, but I think in his era, he was probably that guy that like people. And I could be wrong, but I don't think Raheem ever made an All Star game. I feel like he was the Mike Conley of like best player in the league right now that never made an All Star game. That felt like Abdul Rahim. Oh, so I hope you're not simping for Conley right now. Uh, I think he's had a career that's worthy of him at least playing in one All Star game, but. You know. Yeah, check him out. Uh, yeah, he played for. Uh, he played at. I think he. No, no, never mind. I was about to say he played with Jason Kidd and Cal, but that's a lie. Uh, he played. I know he played at Cal for one year. Scott, he played from uh, Vancouver. I think that. Yeah, that Van- Vancouver. He was. Uh, and you know what? I'm wrong. So, Raheem did make one All Star game. In oh. 02. Oh. As a member of the Hawks. The Hawks. Hey, I was wrong. Um, yeah, when he Michael was with Conley. the Hawks. But Vancouver Grizzlies, Hawks, Blazers, Kings, and. Uh, yeah, he was a good player. I mean, I like you see that. So you have an Abdul Rahim Grizzlies jersey. What team is it? Uh, Vancouver. That's that's a that's a badass jersey you got. There. You know, you know what jersey that I have that that's like a throwback and can also what? kind of be a, a a hipster all in one. That's like that's almost you. You've got one of the more. It's not quite perfect, but it's pretty close. What's the worst jersey you have? Me or? Yeah, yes. go ahead and give us them. We'll, yeah, we'll the give our answers jersey? on yeah, the other the worst side. Jersey you have? You know what? Oh man, I, I'm not gonna say the worst one because I, I do cherish this jersey. But man, well, I saw I got I have a Brian Reeves Vancouver Grizzly jersey. Big country, but like I said, yeah, <laughs> I haven't I like heard his that. name in years. If you wore that to a festival, <laughs> that is that is a hipster look. Hipster <laughs> that is a hipster look. Yeah, not, now that I'm talking about what, what jerseys I have, I'm, you'll never see me wearing any of these jerseys in Lafayette. I don't, so <laughs> I don't even want to, uh, oh, that's, you that you that controversial caller. And they might try to attack. Controversial. No, I'm just joking. No, no, they, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. All right, thank you. Have a good one. The worst jersey I own from what Lynn wait, 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 Let's. We're going to share really bad jersey stories. We're going to take a really quick timeout. Don't go anywhere. Talking somehow we've gotten a fashion. And the Great Scott Show, by the way, sponsored by Suit Up. They don't sell jerseys, but they sell great clothes. You need to look good if you want to look good, and you got the, you know, whatever your budget is, whatever it is, they're going to help you out. They're going to take care of you. Locally owned and operated. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. We're right back right after this. M and D Industries of Louisiana realizes the complexities of today's energy market. However, they also realize the need for product line innovation and new technological development. While maintaining a main core business, M and D has also adapted some of their products to aid operators in their complex B and A projects. M and D's drilling fluid technologies are being modified for an ever increasing role in solving current customer objectives. Even through hard times like these, M and D Industries is still very positive for the future. Visit them at DrillLab.com today. Proud UL alumni, Lafayette Strong, supporting University of Louisiana Athletics. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio, I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. (laughs) You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. 
limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. Gary is refinancing his home, so he shopped around for the lowest rate and found it at amerisave.com, setting him up for a lifetime of savings. It's one decision he'll never regret, unlike taking that gig in the testing lab at the deodorant company. Raise your arm, please. Oh, man, I hate this job. Pretty regrettable, Gary. Unlike finding that low mortgage rate at amerisave.com that's got you on your way to a lifetime of savings. Amerisave's rates won't be this low forever, so go to amerisave.com now. Lower mortgage rates mean higher savings. Call 866-514-SAVE or visit amerisave.com slash licensing for cost information, terms, and conditions. Equal housing letter. Licensed in all states except New York. NMLS number 1168. ESPN 1420. ESPN. KPEL Lafayette. A Town Square Media Station. What's up, Rachel Cajun fans? This is Louisiana basketball coach Bob Marlin reminding you to catch our games all season long on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champions. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. If you want to hit us up, 269-1077, 269-1077 is the number to call. You want the latest on uh, some Saints contract notes, free agency, uh, UL football, their latest offers to some high school standouts, um, Cajun softball getting the win last night. Baseball falling in a close one. Les Miles now is saying he wants a lawsuit, um, uh, an investigation into him. He wants some old th- records to be released because he feels like the records he previously said you guys need to not release those is now leading too much to the imagination. Anyway, you can read about all of that over at ESPN1420.com or the uh, the ESPN1420 app. We had a caller call in to recently talk about some of his jerseys. Just send me the pictures. Now, look at those old Grizzlies jerseys. Man, that thing nice. Those are both. That thing is nice. Top shelf. I am um, worst jersey. I don't know. I went I went into Buffalo Exchange. You know where that is on Magazine Street? Man, I, I, in high school, I, I love that store. I used to go there in college. I went in with a friend of mine once who's this big Duke fan, and there was a Bobby Hurley Kings jersey. A uh, who? Yeah, Bobby Hurley. <laughs> Bobby Hurley played with Leitner and Duke, and he was like, he's a coach now, uh, a college basketball coach. And uh, But Hurley was, his NBA career didn't take off because he was in a car accident. Um, you know, like Kind of like Jay Williams, a Duke point guard that got in a, 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 an auto accident and his career never took off. But he had, there was this Bobby Hurley Kings jersey, and I was like, bro, you couldn't pay me to wear that. And for him... He felt like he had just won the Holy Grail. 
Like, he just found the Holy Grail. Like, he couldn't believe it. He bought it for $5. He still wears that thing. He wears it to, like, Pelican games, and it's a King's Hurley jersey, and he's not even a King's fan. Um, But he loves it. So I say that to say this. Whatever jersey you have out there, despite what Norm or I might think or anyone else, if it's special to you, good for you. Don't let anyone tell you that you shouldn't wear it. If you want to rock, if Lynn wants to rock some weird jersey that he thinks is a good look, good good for him. No. Good for him. No. I'm still going to Now, I am still going to judge you. <laughs> like I did my friend like, bro, you still wearing that Hurley jersey. Now, as time has passed, I can at least appreciate, you know, his love for it, but yeah. So, one the one jersey that I I'm always actively looking for, and it's very difficult to find, is the Oklahoma City Katrina Hornets jerseys. Mm-hmm. Man, those things are hard to find. That's the one throwback that I want. Now, the worst throwback that I do own, so right after Katrina, I was at uh, I went to Donna Savelle High School. And during homecoming week, they had Jersey Day. And Katrina, we lost all, you know, lost all our clothes. So I had to go get a jersey. So they had a Hibbit Sports that sold jerseys, and you know, okay selection, but it's really limited. So I was forced to get a jersey of a team and a player that I didn't like, and I still have to this day. Saints jersey. A Aaron Brooks Saints jersey. That is the worst jersey. It's the gold. With the iron-on numbers. Wait, it's a gold jersey. It's a gold jersey. Those Vandy jerseys were were, were not a good look. It's the old. It's the they only wore them for a, f- for a few games. It was like it's like a mustard look. It's, it's a, not good. No, it's, it's nasty. Good. It is. It's nasty. It's nasty. Not just, any, any, any gold Saints jersey is a bad look. I hate to tell you, Saints fans. And it was the Aaron Brooks, and it wasn't the stitch numbers. So, I, you know, I was just I was uncomfortable the whole day in it. And then after I had it, I balled it up, I threw it in the trunk, and I haven't seen it until I was rolling through some old stuff, and I saw it. And I said, what is this doing in here? This is I mean, black. It, it, it is now officially an old school. It's, a throwback. Now, it's now a throwback. It's a throwback. So I have an Aaron Brooks jersey. It's a crazy story. You got a minute? <laughs> I got two minutes. All right. You know, and, and folks that have listened to me for a long time have probably heard the story. And if you haven't, you know, cool. You're going to hear it for the first time. Do you know who John Cusack is, the actor? Yes. I have John Cusack's Aaron Brooks jersey. You stole it? <laughs> no, not really. You got it off eBay? So like- they were filming Runaway Jury in New Orleans. Um uh, movie based on a John Grisham novel. They changed the movie from the book. It, it's not a bad movie. It's it's okay. It probably is. It's uh, it's okay. Gene Hackman, legend, was in it. One of his later movies before he retired. But John Cusack was in it. Dustin Hoffman was in it. And I had a friend, uh, I have a friend that works in costume design. She's a little older than me. And back when I was in college in New Orleans and living in New Orleans, if she was working on a project down there, Every now and then she would like I, she would let me go on the set and like meet her. Or one time Nick Cage filmed them was like directing a movie down there and he threw this big party and she let me and my my friend who loved the Hurley <laughs> she let us show up to it and like my friends like in flip flops I'm like what are you doing like I'm wearing a suit you know I'm like we could at least try to act like we belong here 
Um, James Franco was at that one. He wasn't a big star yet, and we like chatted with him. Anyway, I'm name dropping like I'm friends with these people. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like not. Scott just. I I had I I had in it. And truth be told, Cusack. I I, I don't want to judge him. It was 18 years ago or 19 years ago. But let's just say that the crew was not a fan of his. They okay. they didn't think that he was a nice guy, and he. He looked at me like that guy doesn't belong on the set. Like, get him out of here. And at one point, my friend's like, "Hey, why don't you come to the costume truck?" Uh, it's like, "All right." So I'm with her and her friend, and the trailer is set up, and it's all these different costumes. And I'm, I'm just curious. I'm scrolling through it. A lot of just basic, you know, shirts, no branding or anything. Then there is this official Brooks jersey that looks like it's almost been game worn. Like it's stitched. <laughs> It's black and gold. The gold is faded, though, so it's not, like, brand new. And I'm like, what? what is this? I was like, is this in the movie? She's like, well, we asked the Saints for it, and they sent it to us because he he almost wore uh, – He they're thinking about him wearing a Saints jersey for a scene uh, in, one of the, in, in the movie, which he ended up not doing it. Because you had his jersey, obviously. But no, <laughs> it was his. So I just let it go. But then, like, I remember calling her, like, a few weeks later. I'm like, what happens to, like, all the all the costumes and stuff? So it goes back to the studio in L.A., and either they recycle it for another movie or another project, or they give it to, like, some charity or whatever. It's like, what about that Saints, what about that Saints jersey? And she's like, yeah, they, that too or whatever. I was like, okay. And I didn't actually say... Can I can I have can I it? Steal it? And then <laughs> and then like I guess a month after it wrapped, like I got some mail and she had mailed me the the John Cusack Brooks jersey. This is when he was still the quarterback, and some people loved him, some people hated him, whatever. But I still have it. I don't really wear it, but I have it because every time I see it, I'm like, that's John Cusack's Aaron Brooks jersey. I stole it. So <laughs> you say your Aaron Brooks jersey is bad. I'll say no, mine is mine is like a double. It's now a throwback. It's authentic. Might have been game worn, and I stole it from John Cusack. <laughs> you need to put that. You need to frame it, and then have like a little, a little no card. Sign it. <laughs> it's like hey, what I is this? Stole this off the scene. What's going on? ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Hello. I had to call back, man, and um, this, uh, it's not Brian Reeves, man. Um, speaking of Duke players, man, I'm looking. I'm looking through my jerseys, and I forgot I bought this. I found this. Austin Rivers Hornets jersey. That's probably that's probably mm, the worst jersey rookie year. No, no, that is the worst. That jersey is the you worst have. jersey you yeah, have, hands down. That you could put that next to like a Hornets Jimmer Fredette Pelicans jersey. Like that's Fredette Fredette can Fredette can be ironic though. I don't know that Rivers can. Like you, you could wear a Fredette's jersey, ironically. No, and, and now, if you're in the state of Utah, they'll be like, oh, my God, where did you get it? I'll give you $500 for it right now. <laughs> but, like, if you wear a Rivers jersey, I don't think anyone's going to be like, ha, huh, that's funny. They're just going to be like, what What are you doing? Like, you you, you sucker. That's how that's I Because I, I was a sucker, too, watching all those YouTube videos of, of Austin Rivers. And, man, Doc Rivers' son, man, he's the next. He's 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 going to be the next one. And then he get here and yeah, don't get me started. Uh, last year I wore, uh, I found a West Unsell jersey um, because he's, his number was 41. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, that's how old I am. And, I'm, yeah, no, I'm looking for a Worthy. That, that's my next jersey, James Worthy. Yes. So you um, try to get one for each year of one? Would you try to get one a year based on your age? Uh, since I turned 40. Since I already had the camp. Well, when you hit the I big 5 you're already covered because you got big country. Uh. No, I'm gonna go five. Go get it. No, no, I might. Hold on. 
No, I might find David Robinson because he left-handed. But, um, yeah, I know. I'm crazy. But, um, yeah, the Austin Rivers, man. Hey, Scott, you showed Norm that picture I sent you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, 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 Are you familiar those. with that uh, that color scheme? Yes, I am. The Kobe, the Kobe jersey? Oh, no, so I haven't shown him the Kobe jersey oh, no, yet. Yeah, he yeah. saw the Grizzlies jersey. What Kobe jersey? He's got a throwback number eight Kobe jersey with the old Laker. Um, like a cream, like the cream color. Well, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Those are on 2K. Come on, man. You sleep. They got all the jerseys on 2K. It, it's like the number is like, it's almost like the number's jumping out of the jersey. It has like a, kind of like a silhouette behind it that's off to the side. It's cool. It's a good look. I don't like the Lakers, but it's a good look. Uh, um, Norm, I'm still playing NBA uh, 2K2, man. I'm not. Yeah, I don't, see, nah, I'm see, not I, I didn't even have that one. So that's, I, don't, I couldn't even name you. I don't know who's on the cover of that one. Iverson. Mm, yeah, yeah. See, I, I didn't play that one. I know Ivan's probably crazy on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's all a Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast, a system that basically doesn't exist anymore. All right, well, thank y'all. Thank you. Yeah, it doesn't. Great system. <laughs> Dreamcast. No, it's not. So it was a great system. It was ahead of its time, unfortunately. It, it really wasn't. The button, the button configuration. I didn't like the joystick. It was like the first system when we were younger where you could – illegally download games and put them on a disc and then play it. I'm not saying I did that. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously. <laughs> now, so I, didn't own, I didn't own a Dreamcast for the record. What was the first did, video game that you took to yourself? Like you say, this is my game. This is my character. I'm. You're putting yourself into the game. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. So really? I mean, that's all we had when I was young. I had an Atari. It had Pac-Man on it. Everything else on Atari was just like, Tiny pixels of so like you a thought you was Mr. Pac-Man? No, I didn't think I was Mr. Pac-Man. Um, I I don't think I've ever played a game and said this is me. See, for me, it was Pokemon. I never, I never, I never said I'm the guy in this game. I'm the guy. I in say this that. Game. I mean, look, I, I, the first, the first sports game I could create myself in, I did. See, so see. I did, I did do that. I mean, like one of the one of the college football games in the '90s. I was a running back at, at USL, and I won the Heisman on the game. Me too. I, I, thank you. Thank so, you. You're you're part of a, a did, fraternity I of. I think everyone's <laughs> I think everyone's done that, but I never was like, oh Mario, that's me. I never did that. See, uh, oh no, no, no. I never see. was like, oh Pikachu, that's me. No, not Pikachu. Norman Locke. No, Norman Locke was my name. <laughs> My Pokemon right, name is Norm Chew. Let's, all right, let's, 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 let's get back. Let's get back to the matter at hand here. Um, I don't think I have any bad jerseys, honestly. The best? I've, well, I don't I think I have. Off here, I've, got, I've got some jersey. Saints jerseys like that I never wear, but like I've, I've got some, like a Breeze, a Colston, a Graham that I got from someone. Um, and I don't think any of those are like, ugh. I've got an old Tyson Chandler New Orleans Hornets jersey, which – you know what I have? That, when that, I was a kid, I had Pippen, I had Mullen, I had I had a Stockton jersey that I used to wear to work out like back in the mid 2004-05. I'd always wear it and people were just like, oh, that's the weird Stockton guy that works out in a basketball jersey at the gym. But I never I never had a I, I don't have any and then my Aaron Brooks one was I stole from John Cusack. So I don't think I look at any jerseys that I either used to have or have and I'm like, oof, that was a that was a bad look. I have a, I had a practice. Ricky Williams jersey. Tim Duncan reversible jersey that that's, I've never worn. Oh, that's that's cool. Is it a throwback yet? Mm, 
The fact that it's a reversible. It's, a pra- it's practice. Makes it's a practice it. jersey. That's why I say it's reversible. Like it, you, the, the black team. Or white not, team? It's not a throwback. I mean, it's just it's Duncan. I don't know. It, I, Dude, speaking of fashion, I don't know how much money that guy made in his career, but like he never spent any of it on clothes. You don't get haircuts no more. All he did was just <laughs> buy jeans. I think the reason he stopped coaching as an assistant is because he's like, I don't, I don't want to wear this like sports coat. Like I don't want to wear this jacket anymore. That guy had some. Robert Ory was telling a story about how. He's like, man, Tim was amazing, but that he, I don't think he ever spent a dollar on any kind of clothes. He would just no. wear the same oversized jeans every day and like a skater shirt, and he was good. And he ran in flip flops. Being, being fugal. Yeah. Well, no, he just didn't care. <laughs> he just didn't care about fashion. He probably he might have spent money on other things. Although Ori's like, he, if he spent money on it, he just his game much. doesn't it wasn't nice <laughs> and right. sexy. It was, so it's it was like, it's like it fit. Like it fit. Oh no, practical. Another random thing. Practical. Did Rocky? Th- I'm gonna ask you because you you you're very knowledgeable. Did Rocky truly sell his dog? Did Rocky sell his dog? Yes. You mean in the movie or Sylvester in, Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. I saw you tweet that the other day. Sell his dog. I don't know. Okay. All I right. Know. I just I just wanted to confirm from somebody that's more knowledgeable because I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. That that was a rumor back in um, 2015 that he sold his dog for like 25 grand, but I don't know if 25 it, grand or 15 grand or something. See, that's way more money than I thought. Okay, so I the call. The, the I don't know if it's right. I just know that there was this. It could. I just remember some story about how Stallone got a dog for like twenty bucks and sold it for like fifteen thousand because he was Stallone and he was that desperate for money. But I don't even know if that's true. It sounds like. See, a, now that makes me feel better. That sounds like an internet. That rumor. makes me feel better just because the story that the callers was calling in and saying is Rocky was such an inspiration because he was so broke and he needed money to to go through the filming and the editing process that. He was so down on his luck, Scott, that he sold his dog. <laughs> and he, that's not funny, but he sold his dog. And that that made me question, who, one, how much are you buying a dog from Sylvester Stallone? And Bull. two, what kind of dog is he selling? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. God bless Sly. Yeah. Cat's, cat's done... Cat's had quite a life. I'll put it that way. Phone lines are open 269-1077. We got uh, three lines lit up. Let's start talking to some callers here. Welcome into the show. Good morning. Hey, how y'all doing on this beautiful day? How are you? Good. It's actually my dad that has a that has a bad jersey. Uh oh. You about to throw pops under the bus. <laughs> So after the Saints won the Super Bowl, my dad had a he had an opportunity to get any jersey, a stiff Super Bowl forty four jersey of any player, and he chose Darren Sharper. Well, Ooh, that's cringe. That's cringe words. But that's that's it's not his fault. That's it's a not bad that's not fair. When he right. got it, when he got it, it <laughs> wasn't. And now yeah. there were look. Let me tell you something. That Super Bowl season, I I had never seen so many jerseys of a player that was like brand new to the team. Yeah, like there were 42 yeah. jerseys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even at like Walmart and Kmart, the like Saints jerseys that are that are like the cheaper ones yeah. that have the weird helmet Plastic on the side. Jersey, they're like yeah. 42. I'm like, good people think it's sharper jerseys everywhere. Right. And yeah, that uh, that did right. not work out for your pops. Yeah. yeah. Just just uh, hindsight bit him in the butt. Yeah, yes it did. And I'm not going to make a joke <laughs> right. right now. ESPN1420.com. Let's let's keep the phone lines rolling. We got five lines lit up. Welcome into the show. Hello. What's up? Morning, guys. Good morning. 
Yeah, so that was me who called about Sly a few days ago. <laughs> um, from from what I and I got to Google this now. This, I got to Google this. This is this was probably um, you know two weeks ago when he was down on the on his luck. He sold his dog for like a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> Not a lot of money. Not with, uh, look. This okay. Like okay. No. No. Okay. I. Right, you know what? I actually. I have. I have this story. This is now. This is from Sn- from Snopes or Snoops or whatever. Okay. And then in, in and 2015, then Snopes ver- Snopes says that Sly reportedly couldn't. They could not verify the report. Sold his dog for twenty five dollars to make ends meet. When he this right. was before this was like before he was a star, and then Dude, after he right. made Rocky, he he bought it. it back for fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. So it was the opposite of what I was saying. It was the opposite of what I was saying. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank and, you, Richard. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the dog was in um, one of the Rockies. The Bruh. dog was in the movie. So maybe Rocky too, <laughs> Scott. I know I've 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 been down on my luck a lot. Stallone 20- loved his dog so much that he stood at the liquor store for three days waiting for the man his dog to. <laughs> and on the third day, saw the man come. First of all, he didn't love his dog that much. Let's just be real. That's not that's inaccurate. And on the third day, saw the man coming with the dog, explained why he sold the dog and begged for the dog back. The man refused. Stallone offered him a hundred bucks. The man refused. Five hundred bucks. The man refused. A thousand. Believe it or not, Stallone had to pay fifteen thousand dollars for the same dog he sold for twenty five dollars. Yeah. So you yeah. knew the story, and I, I totally cucked you there. I'm sorry, Richard, but you just—I well, I had no, to Google no, it. It was like it was just driving me crazy sure. there. Sure, hey. man. No, I'm glad I got uh, put a smile on Norm's face, man. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny at the same time where it's like, man, it just shows you, like, you know, when things aren't going your way, it's uh, desperate times. You, you you sell the things that, you know, mean a lot to you. And, um, you know, sometimes it's a dog. And in Norm's case, it's his PlayStation or his Xbox, you know, yeah, whatever, right. you know. Man, it's, uh, I have to sell my PlayStation. Anyway, wanted to uh, chime in. All right, man, I voice. appreciate it. Yeah, All right, let's later. go to Jake on line three. Good morning, Jake. Welcome into the show. What is happening, fellas? It's your next-door neighbor from the Afternoon Drive Show on Hot 107.9. Good morning. Good morning, Jake. He's got, he's got some – I'm guessing he's got some kind of jersey story, I'm guessing. Uh-oh. Oh, I've got a jersey geared up, and you guys might too. Do you remember the Saints Super Bowl run? I was pretty young at the time, but I do remember asking my parents to get me a Robert Meacham jersey mm. about halfway through that season because I saw he was an absolute – baller and that was what i was about i want to know what you guys were rocking during the saint super bowl run that year i'll hang up and listen check in with you guys later thanks jake robin meacham was dating. the meacher round baby so robin meacham speaking of money problems post career by the way i'm about to get into it so robin meacham was dating my cousin so um he comes over for a f- and he pulls up in this blue hella nice mustang you know what i'm saying he gets out and He's talking to us, and then, you know, nobody knows who he is. And everybody's talking to him, and then, you know, Emery walks up. He's like, oh, this is Robert Meacham. So we all start laughing, like, oh, it's Robert Meacham. Oh, he played for the Saints, played for the Saints. But this is his second time with the Saints. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, nobody cares. <laughs> 2013. So he comes over and then he's like, yeah, if y'all got anything y'all want, y'all want, y'all know, if y'all got my jerseys or anything y'all want me to sign it, no, I'll sign it before I go. Crickets. <laughs> Meacham had one uh, great year, and that was 09. It was the same Super Bowl run. The, the old Washington. The Meach, they call game. that the Meach around. <laughs> That's what they call that play. It's amazing. Um, Norm didn't wear any Saints jerseys no. that year unless no. he lost a bet. Zero. I don't think I had a jersey I, I wore that year. Um, I wore a Cowboys jersey I that, had that, that this year. this old school long sleeve shirt that had like Mr. Sir Saint on it. Like it was it was an old NFL. It was, it was I liked it. I and I wore it. Newman and I wore it all the time. Because we played the cow, the, the Saints played the Cowboys. Is he the that one year. That, that, uh, yeah, no, I I, I remember that. Yeah, game. So the Cowboys, the Cowboys won on a Terrence Saturday Newman? night. The Marcus Ware had a great game. Good for them. Saints won the Super Bowl that year. It's been history. Since it was a Saturday night, man. That was the Saints were thirteen and zero, yeah. and uh, Roma played great that night. See, I, don't, I, I unlike you, Norm, I can I can look at an opponent and tip my cap off and say, you know what, they you had a hell to. of a job. You had to. No, you you had to. Not not if not if you're Norman Locke, you, you don't have to. Dude, that was the big nine. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Good morning. No, I'm still going crazy with that rocket stuff. Huh? I told Norm the other day. I told him what happened to Marcus. Norm didn't believe me. I told him. I couldn't believe the situation. You may have been thinking about Bucky since the other day. He must want a dog. I, I want to sell a dog. <laughs> hey, look, twenty five dollars in nineteen seventy seven was like a hundred and eight dollars today. See, that's what I'm thinking. All right, now now you put it. Okay, oh, now, yeah, so right. now that it's a hundred and eight, you would sell your dog? No, 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 I wouldn't sell my dog. I love. I was laughing. I love that part of. That's what, he loved his dog so much. No, he didn't. No, he no. That's what was funny to me. Sky's like. He loved this dog so much that he went stand at a gas station. <laughs> he sold did that it for twenty five dollars. No, a, lic- a liquor store. A liquor store. He to did sell that for twenty five dollars. There was like, you know what? It was the dog I was missing you in know, my life. You know, you know why he bought it back? Guilt. That's what it was. Because it's like you, because he probably sold it to a guy that was like, when you're that desperate and somebody's gonna buy a dog off of you off of the street. <laughs> and then Sylvester probably went in the liquor store and bought two cases of of his favorite yeah. elixir and then went home was what like, Man, I'm drinking myself to sleep because I sold my dog. Hundred and eight bucks. What kind of dog do you have, dog? I don't have a dog because Rocky sold it. <laughs> Man, I think one of the coldest journeys though. One of the coldest jerseys ever is that Charger throwback jersey, man. That's a cold. The old cold powder blue. Jersey, I, they they kind of just made it like it was. They kind of came man. back and made it their own again, though. Yeah, I like it. I like. I it. like it too. I mean, I like that color. That in the Oilers, yeah, that red, cold, that powder blue, that white. Yeah. The Oilers jerseys. And yeah, all Oilers jerseys are throwbacks. Yeah, it, and I love. I just it's that. I don't know what it is with that powder blue. It's great. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, that blue. Yeah, that blue. Like I said, that blue is awesome. It's great. I mean, that's a. Powerful jersey, man. But those, that would have been all those jerseys, right about the all I forgot about them, but yeah, that was beautiful. If the, if the, the, if, the, uh, if the Texans were the Oilers instead of the Texans, 
I, I know it yeah. makes no sense at all, but but somehow they would not be in the they mess they're in re- right now. Rebrand, rebrand just, everything. The, just somehow, everything. somehow, Easterby wouldn't have gotten in the ear of the owner, and the Oilers would actually like have been decent when they came back. Is Sean Watson but in an Oilers jersey? Instead, they're the Texans, old, and they're just a joke. I seen somebody in Houston that had an Oilers jersey on a couple of months ago. Man, that thing was nice. Man, that thing. You could nice. tell me it was you know it was you brand new, or it was well taken care of. But that thing was nice. That was a uh, with Jeffries. Oh yeah, dude. Mm. Hey, dude. Hey, with yeah. Jeffries, Ernest, Ernest Givens, Curtis yeah. Duncan. They they had these receivers. They had this like run and shoot offense before it was like in style. And Moon would just hit them up, hit them up. They'd score these touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And those receivers were like, you had some people that would like score and like shake their knees back and forth, like they were <laughs> thought they were doing something cool. <laughs> these dudes, not Duncan, but like Jeffries and Givens, they'd get in the end zone and they. They would like do some moves. <laughs> okay. It was like it was Odell. It was like uh, the same way twenty five dollars is worth one hundred and eight now. So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like what Odell does now. But at that moment in time, it was absolutely Odell esque. Yeah. Yep. Scott, you know what I noticed? Since Norm has his own show, they have to do it now. I noticed Norm has just, just really, really became part of the uh, ESPN fourteen twenty thing. I noticed he. He just got crazy like a few people on the radio. I don't know who, you know, but he got kind of crazy over the years, too. Kind of crazy. First, he's always been crazy. I've always kinda, been, oh, okay, you always been crazy. Yes, okay, yes. I didn't know that. I thought you just became crazy so you started getting this all show. So he's been crazy. Okay, that's what it is. No, you've been crazy. So I'm going to get on your about that in the afternoon show. <laughs> I thought you just turned crazy, but you've been crazy yeah, for been years. Crazy. Okay. Yes, yes. He just and dials it up. That's <laughs> Bye, get the people going. It's provocative. <laughs> now when you say it like that, it sounds weird. I said it just like how you said it. Provocative. It's provocative. You sound like you're trying to like sell some it. like bad romance novel. No, no, the I'm not Shaq. Not Shaq like that. Was New fabulous. York Times bestseller. That's Shaq like. That's Bye. Shaq like. Shaq, man, Shaq, man. Shaq was on on wrestling yesterday. <laughs> yeah. hey, you got slammed through a table. Shaq, I loved it. Shaq. <laughs> ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, rocking jerseys, man. I I I I don't think I have. I don't have a jersey that makes me say, "Oof." Yeah, I don't. What about now? Because this weekend is a big time. I know you probably don't know, but the uh, Jordan, he's coming back with a retro. It's the UNC colorway, and there's gonna there's gonna be fights all over the all over the nation. Come this weekend, this Saturday It'd for these shoes. Fights. Yes, because violence. Right, if you go to Finish Line's official Twitter account, there's at least five thousand quotes on the tweet about the shoes and people that are upset because they didn't get a fair chance to enter the raffle. So that makes me ask you, what shoe growing up that you absolutely wanted from because a player wore it that you just couldn't get your hands on? I, there were I only I only went through a shoe phase in like the third or fourth grade. I didn't like uh, I, I've never been like a shoe guy. I just wore like bright orange shoes in high school and college. <laughs> like bright orange, like orange orange Ciccones or something. Yeah, Ciccones are comfortable. Uh, no, I loved them. And people were like, "Oh yeah, that's people." Just they didn't know me when they'd meet me in college. Be like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy that has the bright orange shoes." I know I recognize you. I'm just <laughs> I can see from a mile away. They're like highlighters. Scott basically. takes his Halloween every day, but um. But like in in middle school, like there were these Bo Jacksons. See, and that's they were like they the were orange and kind of gray, and like every every kid wanted them. 
Now, my parents didn't want to buy me Nike Airs because they were they were a lot, mm-hmm. especially with inflation. Jeez. Um, and then there were some Jordans that like I like. There was there was there were these Jordans that were like the Air Max. They had like the air bubble and like the heel sticking out. Okay. And then the tongue of the shoe had these two holes in it that you could kind of like pull up. But they were like this was probably I mean, this was maybe ninety one or something. See, that was the so best a year time a year after, and um, and like I just. I just wanted these shoes, and, my, and like some kids at school had them, and my mom, my parents were like, "No, like you, your shoes are fine." Yeah, you know, to their credit, because like now, like, now, like that's absolutely what that's I what tell one of my kids. kids: like, <laughs> put on your shoes. You know what I mean? And then, um, my grand, my away. grandmother who since passed away. One of them, um, I love both of my grandmothers, but one of them would spoil me pretty bad, and so I was just like gonna take advantage. You know, we went to the to the mall and. It's like, hey, uh, she's like, you want a toy or something? I'm like, can we can we look at some shoes? <laughs> I guess I, it, 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 she hadn't realized, but the moment he'd gone from like he doesn't really want toys anymore, and uh, and so she bought me the Bo Jacksons, and then my parents were like, like what, like, what, like, what are you doing? And you- but but there was no way I was giving them up. No, and then, no, dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, I wore them the next day to school, and like, I, I like my confidence was beaming. I was just like, these are awesome. See, and and, and a year later, she did it again. Well, my parents told her not to and got me those Jordans. So those are like the two times in my life, like over maybe a two-year span as a kid that I was into shoes, and I got them because my grandmother, who spoiled me, got them for me, even though my parents told her not to. The rest of my life, I would just look for bright orange shoes (laughs) until until like maybe like my late 20s, and then it was just like, okay, what's what's comfortable and what's going to keep me from getting plantar fascia when I run? Like that that was in my 30s, so Lord knows in my 40s what it's going to be like. But yeah, see, with me, Bo Jacksons, like you know, everybody's by the time it got to my age bracket, Jordan is the biggest craze. Mm -hmm. But I I really wasn't into Jordans uh, just because I I had a fat fat. fat foot <laughs> so, so it's like jordan's the the styles for the certain silhouettes i did they weren't comfortable to me so i gravitated to the Deion sanders and the the bo jacksons and i i man like you said i wanted these medicine ball bo jacksons that was that's the, the name way of a call it. and then i just had to have them and then i, I didn't even know who bo jackson was and then oh, there's like you know what i'm saying and then uh Bo had this book with him extra, like, swole on the cover, and mm-hmm. I got Emery showing me, you know, pictures of Bo Jackson. I'm like, nah, this is Superman. He was. You know what I'm saying? This he is was. Superman. Like, I want, I understand Jordan, but again, early on, I wasn't a big basketball guy. I'm like, I want these Bo Jacksons. I want these Deion Sanders. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, that, that kid Michael Jordan's pretty good. Let me get a pair of those. All right, let's head back to the phone lines, ESPN 1420. Good morning. Hey, sorry to call back, man. I, I wanted to mention this and I forgot. Um, favorite jerseys, no doubt. When I was like in the '90s, early '90s, I had a, a mug and a Sean Kemp jersey that mm. I wore like to basketball. No, you wore it to practice. basketball practice, Richard. We were in the same grade. I remember. <laughs> yeah, we were, I remember. Yeah. I, I wore them all the time. And uh, so he was in the same I used grade. To dunk we on were faced with those things. By you, the way, you didn't dunk. And, no, you uh, did. You did post yeah. me up though. <laughs> You didn't dunk, but you did post me up. Let's not lie. I mean, you were in the grade, but you were like, you know, you were you were more you were you were more physically developed than me. So you you took advantage. Yeah, was, you took advantage. You posted me up, and you you just owned yeah. me in practice. 
I was I was held back too, like in first grade, so that helps, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely peaked. I definitely peaked in junior high. Hey, bro, um, I don't know if you remember, but in 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 sixth grade, I got to as tall as I am now. So there was one year of basketball yeah. where I was like good and like, oh, this is cool being tall. And then the next year, I was back as like the second string guard. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. fun while it lasted. Hey, I remember one time yeah. in class, you. You drew a picture of like a waterproof Nike Air shoe, and you said you were going to uh, sell it to Nike for three hundred dollars. <laughs> you remember that? Do you remember that? No, I don't. Okay, I, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'll take your word for it. Though. But like, uh, I yeah, say no, that to I, illustrate I really how much we we were into shoes. Knew nothing about shoes. But we were just into it. Like the idea of like yeah. Nike Air was just like, if you just wore a regular Nike, it was like. Oh, man, you got to have air. Like, somehow having air on it just changed everything. Uh, That's that's the mind of a 10-year-old, but, you know. The 10-year-old is still working. uh, It's still working. That's the crazy part. I realized how short I was whenever, like, first-year freshman basketball at STM, when I was like, God, I'm really – like, I always just thought I was taller than people. Not taller. I'm 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 (laughs) 5'9". Hey, there was a two-year stretch where that was – I'm 5'7 and and a half, and there was a one-year stretch where I'm, like, towering over everyone awkwardly. Like, 6 to 7 grade, 5'7", 5'8". Feed me in the paint (laughs) in practice, and then we only play schools in our division. Then we play in a tournament, and, like, these kids are all, like, 8 inches taller, and we're like, Glass cleaner, Scott. That's the 2K, man. I can do a power layup. Yeah, right, right. When high school basketball lead. started, that's what I'll I'll tell you, you don't know what a power and, layup uh, is? Uh, uh, <laughs> Come on. Dude, he doesn't know what a power layup is. That, that's that's when you almost dunk. That's layup. when you – no, you, you, you don't try to you dunk. That's when you slap the backboard okay. as you hit the layup. And if, if you were short like he and I, but you had a free lane to the goal on a fast break, Just, if you did a power layup in like the sixth or seventh grade at our school, okay? We no, didn't, you're right. You're right. We you're, weren't, you're, you're right. We weren't in St. Aug. No. At our school, if you did a power layup, it was like, ooh, no. okay. You're right. No, you're right. No. Yeah. No, Absolutely. See, I was doing two-handed power layups, no. guys. Okay. Domination. <laughs> Two, two-handed power layup. That's a, that's that's more diff, that's a lot more difficult. It just doesn't seem physical. It just seems you're it's a, it's an unnecessary layer of difficulty. It is absolutely so much so. But yeah, so I lost those jerseys like on vacation one year. I don't know what happened uh one way or the other when I got home, I didn't have them and it it it, it upset me. It crushed me and I was like I need to get more jerseys. And my parents were like, you, you forgot them. That's on you, you know? So I ended up never getting a Sean Kemp or a Muggsy Bogues jersey. Oh, man. The uh, rain, the that, rain, man. Like, Muggsy was more – Muggsy was a good player, but he, it was just because he was 5'3 in terms of, like, his fame. Absolutely. Like, he was good, but he wasn't, like, yeah. elite. No. Sean Kemp was no. – I, I, saw, I saw one of those things on Twitter the other day where they – they say who who would win this dunk contest in the nineties? Yeah. They put like eight guys, and I see all these people like, oh, Vince Carter, blah blah blah. I'm like, first of all, Vince Carter barely played in the nineties. Like his barely. legendary dunk contest was two thousand. If you if you talk about the whole decade of the nineties, Sean Kemp. Dunkers. I mean, Rain Man. Sean Kemp was the best dunker. He was in. He was incredible, man. It was unbelievable. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp was a dog. Absolutely, man. And. uh Anyway, good topic. I get a lot. Of, I have a uh, I have an Aaron Brooks jersey. It's like a throwback Brooks jersey. You you, mi- like, you missed no, our like, conversation Archie. earlier. Norm and I both have one, I and mine gold. I actually stole from John Cusack. But I'm not going to retell the whole story right wow. now. 
Yeah. I'll tell you next time I see you. My Aaron Brooks jersey is like, um, it's not a, it's like the the Archie Manning style. It has the gold, yeah, yeah, uh, the like black stripes. Gotcha. On the sleeves, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And I still wear it every now and then for a same game, like over my over a hoodie, over a hoodie, and uh, I get grease every time I wear it. Well, you know what you you know what you get from me. You get that's a pat on the back right there. That's respect. I, I stand up for Brooks to this day. So, uh, anyway, man. And uh, I have a Jake DeLome Cajuns jersey that I don't wear anymore, but it's still I keep it because it's cool. It's like it's Oh, no, I might buy that thing from you. That's the – man, that that jersey. As long as – I don't know, man. Richard might not look at that jersey like Sylvester Stallone looks. Oh, right. no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's I, it's hard to like find an old school Cajuns jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It's ribbed on the, uh, on the arms. So it's really tight on 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 your arms. It's not like a. Loose it's all right. Norm Norm arm. Norm doesn't have muscles. It's fine. No. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I got I just got a gym membership. I don't either. Last week. I used to. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right. Go Later, man. Appreciate it. See Scott. See Scott never met me. You know, coming from Saint Aug and playing football, I was two twenty five. Scott. You never met me when I was bitching over 300 either. Yes, yeah, you know, I didn't either. I didn't either. I was 225. I don't think I could, dude, I don't think I could bench 150. Like, I don't remember. The last time I actually bench pressed, like, a bar. You got the dad bod now. It's pro- No, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. I think, I, <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not trying to, like, take up for myself. Like, I'm not, I, I don't think, I, I don't think anyone looks at me and says, that guy's in shape. I mean, I run and stuff, but I don't think anyone's like, look at that slob. Now, see, this is the thing. As I've started to, average, to, to age average grace of, gracefully, is it's not about how much weight we can lift anymore. It's not, it's not about, that's why I tell the young guys uh, cor- I'm in the correct, gym with. Correct, yeah, I'm like, it's not about This the, was a long time ago that yes, I did that. and I, I'm telling them, I'm like. And now I have shoulder problems because of it. I, I tell them straight up, they're like, oh, Norm, you, you only got 45. I'm like, listen, what am I getting big for? I'm not. I'm not competing anymore. I'm not competing in anything anymore. It's not. I'm not competing right now in the gym no. against you. Now it's <laughs> now for me. A workout is just try, keep your cholesterol intact you. yes. and you know don't burn don't get, out after one mile. Yes, I mean, me. I was just like, okay, Norm. If you're going to indulge in wings and beers for like two weeks, at least go try to cut half of it or right. something. You right. know Absolutely. Like just just don't just just eat ten thousand calories a week for for ten years. Oh yeah, but when you're young, you can do it, dude. When you're like. Not, I I found that when I was young, even with like my diabetes, it was like, bro, early twenties, like Dude, work out for a few years, and suddenly you're you can Miles lift. Garrett. You can just, <laughs> honestly, you can lift all this weight. You can eat whatever you want. Like it's amazing. And then at some point, you know, you're still you're still working out in your later twenties, and it's working, but feel a little different when you eat certain foods yeah. now. And then you get to your thirties, and you're like, bro, I just. If, oh, just maintain. I'm like, I'm not trying to maintain. I'm just trying to like not. Live. I'm trying to stay alive. Trying to lie, right? I'm just trying to not die. That's, that's, that's the mindset's just different. Because I'm looking. I'm like, like I'm in a Nike uh, run club. I'm looking at some of these times these guys are running. <laughs> no way. Like f- five forty five miles, <laughs> six minute miles, six twenty five. I say, yeah. What are y'all training for the Olympics? Like I'm not. No, I'm. I'm going my eight minute miles. Yo, I get, is- shoot. I run if I run. If I run like a five k, which is I don't three point like one, yeah, yeah. If if I if I run one mile, it might be like if I run a, if if it's like around eleven or twelve minute pace, I'm like I'll take it. I made it. I didn't stop. I made my three miles today. I'm gonna hurt tomorrow, but at least I did it. 
Whereas back in the day, it's like, all right, I'm just gonna live today, yeah, bro. If I don't, if I don't, you to, live? Do you even yeah. live, bro? Do you even live? I, I joke. I didn't. I didn't. I never said things like that. But I, I did. It was just a matter of how Were much you can one I of get those up guys, to? And this is the only people that I hate in the gym. That sh- that has the shirt with no sleeves. No, that's no. basically a, it's like no. your nipples are basically no, no, out. No, in you're the not gym. wearing any really No, no. I wore a t-shirt and I did wear a Stockton jersey sometimes. So, you, so your nipples did maybe? No, look, no. It was it was it was oversized. Kind of, yeah. See, nah, 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 nah. See, it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't oversized. It was kind of. It was. It was, it was, it fit, and I don't even know how those fine. guys get those shirts to be oversized yeah, when they're oversized. Do they stretch it out those themselves? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't part of the quote culture. I just, okay. a friend of mine and I just went to the gym all the time. It was like our hobby. So we just okay. went all the time, okay. like sometimes multiple times a day. And then we ended up, you know, because this guy's then like, we ended like up, then we ended up dating people and got married to them. And then that just all kind of all the other stuff faded away. Cause, cause, uh, Jam Williams. Jam, man. That, He's a gym rat. You can and, tell. And, and it's, I, I will never go to the gym with him again, <laughs> ever again. Because he he eats and drinks pre-workout like it's nothing. And then he's just like, here, eat a 10-ounce steak, drink some pre-workout. I was like, all right, Norm, we're going to do abs. Like, no. What, what are you talking about? Joe, Joe Horn. <laughs> Joe Horn. I feel like Joe, Joe's... Physically, if you look at like what he was able to do in his career, it's 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 incredible. I mean, he went from like renting a Jerry Rice workout video at Blockbuster to making his own video to making a Canadian football team that was playing in Shreveport. Canadian football did that one year; they had four teams in the states to playing for some weird arena team, making it on the Chiefs as a special teamer, and then was like a multi-time Pro Bowler for the Saints that caught like thirteen hundred yards one season, yeah. like. Pretty incredible. Like, an incredible athlete is what and I'm saying. It was saying. like the Saints just kept finding guys like he, that. He, like, <laughs> that dude would eat, Norm. When I, I tell you, first of all, he did his diet, okay? I felt like if he had had a good diet, he probably could have played, like, a lot longer and eventually hit a wall. But like, his diet wasn't great, but he would just eat everything and anything. He went, They we did this, uh, I produced this show one year on WWL. It was the Joe Horn Show. And... Um, I just was like the call screener and most people would just call in and say like, they would say like, uh, uh, Hey, I just want to call to tell Joe he's the man. And I would have to be the guy that would be like, we're not doing that. You know, try to have a good question, that type of deal, you know? And, and that's usually what would, what would happen. But one time I had to go help on, on set. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it was it. It wasn't at Hooters. It was at some like chain restaurant on on veterans out in Metairie or Kenner somewhere. Norman, this guy, and it was all comped. I mean, because he was there. They yeah. just, the radio, I saw, I, I watched him eat like two 20-ounce like ribeyes, like all these sides. Who 20 I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. And if you look at him, he was like chiseled. And he was like, not like, like DK Metcalf, like a trim chiseled, like not big. And I was just like, this is insane. And then I talked to some other people that were there with him, you know, that would roll them. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he'll probably hit a McDonald's tonight, too, and eat this and that. I'm like, good Lord. Like, where does it all go, you know? And, that's- and then on Sunday, he's out there and just, Ball. you know, oh, yeah. I mean, he, in his prime, he was, he was one of the best receivers uh, in the league. ESPN 1420-269-1077. Head to line one. Caller hasn't called in a while, but I recognize the name. This might be my old workout partner, actually. Uh-oh. Good morning. Welcome into the show. 
Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? I'm doing good. good. Doing good. You know, Scott. You know, we we went. We would go to Reds. I think we'd go early in the morning, and I think we'd go back late at night. We got so ripped that I, that I think our, our our parents thought that we were both on steroids. That actually I mean, it, it was, that actually happened. My parents sat down with me like, Scott, are you all right? Like, <laughs> I'm like yes, I'm not yeah. doing steroids. It was it was a weird time in life. I would have said that. I mean, the thing is, we 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 were both single, and I mean, you know, we uh, that was just the thing to do was just to go to Reds two a day. So, and then we go out on the weekend and hope that it mattered with our pickup game, and it and it didn't. And it it, it didn't. And and I think that's around the time you probably met your wife. But I mean, so it mattered to you, but it didn't matter to me because I just stayed single forever, man. So Scott got in the gym to get married, and once he got married, it was over for him. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't, I don't want to say like it, I don't want to say it happened like overnight, but it slowly trended that way. Where like I kept it, I maintained for a while, and then slowly but surely it just and you know like, going get the baby. Got, got the baby. I got more. With. I got more more responsibility at work. I had less time, so eventually it was like. Okay, I'll just run. <laughs> I got what I wanted. Yeah. But, it, but that was the thing to do. And, I mean, you know, it, we stopped doing the workout when, I mean, I went to um, uh, to, to school up in um, You went to law in school Michigan in Michigan, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I've and, never and seen you rip school, lawyers. And, and the thing is, when, when, when I went to law school and, the, and the, the professors, they call on you in class and stuff, they make you stand up. And I didn't know this, but everybody in my section of law school, oh, man, that's the uh, that's the roid head right there. <laughs> and, 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 I was, and you're like, like oh, 100% the most relaxed person I know as well. Like, I've never seen you even, like, get mad. But it's funny. They're like, uh-oh, don't, don't make him angry. Don't make him angry. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, man, the professor's challenging the roid head. And I was telling him, all honesty, I was like, no, that's not true at all. My buddy and I, we just go. We yeah, but bro, bro, by the time you got to your, like, second year of law school, no one was calling you that anymore, right? It's true. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> See, it just, we, we got up to this peak, and then it just it, it all went away. But to your point, Norm, at some point, you're like, what are you doing it for? Yes, you yeah, know? that's that's Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I mean, what, you, what y'all were talking about earlier, now you're just basically doing your exercising to, you know, not maintain your strength, but to maintain your health. Right. I mean, that's just really to not what die. Not die. Just, just to not die. Yeah. If I eat honey buns and, and donuts and, and boudin biscuits. Which I fed you. Yes, and I'm, I will be going to the gym later <laughs> on the day. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel guilty. <laughs> I had shrimp fried rice last night. I felt even more guiltier. You know, there's cracklings out in the hallway, and too. And Scott is trying to put me longer in the gym. So Good uh, stuff, man. Hey, man, out. I appreciate the call, brother. It's great to hear from you. What I will say about the jerseys, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, and, uh, the, uh, and I went to school with you, Scott, so I, 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 I definitely understand the, the shoe craze and the, the basketball jersey craze. The, the basketball jersey that I had was Shaq's, his first one with the Orlando, uh, Orlando Magic. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful jersey. And the whole thing was the debate with uh, Shaq was who was going to be better, Shaquille O'Neal or Christian Leitner, because Christian Leitner was the <laughs> one who came out, won the national championship with Duke, and he got on the uh, Dream the team. USA team yeah. with the Dream Team, and Shaq kind of got, you know, in my opinion, uh, left out of that. But uh, who was going to be the better one, Shaq or Christian Leitner? And those were the two jerseys that were hot at the time. So coming from LSU, you had to get a Shaq one, but. That was that was the one jersey, and and I, and I wish I had it, and I, I can't remember what happened to it. But it's uh, that that was the the one that I, that I, I'll hang my hat on, and I'll hang up and listen to you. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate that's it. A, that's an awesome one. Orlando. Was-
I got I posted it a couple of days ago in my my building my man cave, right? From and, with, from from scratch from scratch, and I'm starting to collect my pieces. I got a couple pieces, some things that you wouldn't understand, but I I got some some real pillars to build upon. Like I got the Bobby Boucher Funko Pop. Head. You know the Funko Pop? Yes, I do. I got I the do. Bobby Boucher version. I actually know what that is. I don't own any, but I have. I, See, I and, then, and everybody don't got the Bobby Boucher. I got the Bobby Boucher, right? And then I got, I posted these autograph Shaq Reebok shoes that only colorway only came out in All-Star Weekend that's autographed by Shaq. And I posted it, and then now there's other people who saw my post, and they went on these different sneaker blogs, and they're upset that they didn't get the shoe. So I'm glad that I got some pillars of of two things that people don't them? have. No, I can't. 108 bucks outside a liquor store. <laughs> Twenty five dollars in 1977. Dude, I always wonder people that tune in later. They're like, "What? What, what is he talking about?" If you want to hear the whole show, it'll be up later on uh, Spotify. Side note about a dog. About another dog. Do you know what happened to the first original Airbud? You mean the actual dog? The actual the, dog. the actor dog, yes. or the, I have no idea. If it's going to be something sad, I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Because once you... Don't, don't, but, don't depress in your me. In your spare I love time, dogs. Find out what no, happened to it. Because no, I, I watched Airbud 2 recently. And I went mm-hmm. on air to talk about Airbud 2. And at the end of the movie, I don't know why movies in the 90s, I don't know why they just was letting us just do anything. But they tackled Airbud and Airbud had to, had to get out the game. <laughs> he was injured. <laughs> and so Airbud and tackle football... Got, they tackled the dog and he got injured and he had to get out the game. The dog allowed to bite in this thing or bite the ball and that's what he was. That was how he carried the ball. It was the worst movie it, ever. It sounds made. like it's it made just, quite an impact on you actually. It did once I found it wasn't the original oh, Airbud. Don't don't <laughs> tell you something, man. I don't cry much, but when I had to when I have to put down a pet, oh no, that's one of the worst feelings. My grandfather oh. cried doing um, what's the Will Smith movie when the dog died and he turned into a zombie. The dog turned the dog turned the um, dog. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, I, I am legend. I am legend. When my grandfather cried when he when Wilson had to kill his own dog. I, I, I feel for you. That's tough, bro. It's tough. It's tough. But it's a tough thing. But if you are Sylvester Stallone. Down to your last dollar. <laughs> Down to your last dollar. He ain't selling anything else. He has nothing else to sell that's yeah, worth the value. You, you, Stallone did a lot of shady stuff. I'm selling the dog. He sell the dog, dude. I, I think he did porn. Like he he did do porn. You see what I'm saying? That's like what the car came. he he did. <laughs> Stallone. Some of these cats. He had an OnlyFans. Some of these cats, dude. Tim Allen. Tim the tool tool time. That dude sold cocaine and went to federal prison and got his no, sentence got that. his sentence shortened. Buzz Lightyear got his sentence shortened because he ratted out some of the other dealers. I'm not even lying. Not Tim the Tool guy. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> federal prison. Trafficking coke. Now, see, that's funny. You not you that. can't. You, you try to do that now. Oh, you have made my day with that one. That's Google the. Ju- that's the. That's the. Google uh, it. The fact of the day that Google I it. needed. Google it. <laughs> Google it. I'm not making it up. The tool guy was selling the coke. I'm the tool man, Taylor. Man. Federal prison. See, now I have to meet Sylvester Stallone to ask him hey, about hey, this story. Hey, hey. Dude, Stallone. How, how old do you think Stallone is? Final. Final. Got to be Final sixty question. something. Uh, what? What you gonna call it? Actually, oh, he's, he's, he's got to be older than that. Um, what's the? What's the? What's? Who did Rocky fight in the second movie? And he died. What's uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, he went to Saint Paul. Apollo Creed. 
Carl Weathers did? Yeah, he graduated from St. Oak. Get out. Stallone is 74. Wow, he's old. Him and Pete Carroll hang out. <laughs> Carl Weathers is 73. Yeah. Carl Weathers chubs, man. Paulo Creed. Damn, alligator bit my hand off. <laughs> That's going to do it for the great Scott Show. Catch Steve next with Beyond the Game. Norm, this afternoon, the great Scott Show has been brought to you by Suit Up. And for everybody listening on the stream, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market and the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Gus Kattengill will join me and uh, Deputy Director of Athletics for Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Nico Yanko, will join me. Moving into Phase 3, what does that mean for attendance rules at UL Sporting Events? We're going to get into all of that tomorrow with Nico. Answer your questions. Have a good one, everybody. Most of my clients were referred to me by former clients. If you've been injured, I'd like to help. Spencer